Welcome back to the Call on Our Shot podcast. I'm Austin, joined by Logan. This is our weekly podcast posted every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern time. You can download the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Just go, go to Google, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you want to get them. Type in Call on Our Shot and you'll find it there. But Logan, how are you doing first and foremost? Well, I, I don't know how the weather is down in Florida, but it's absolutely scorching recently. There's been like a heat wave up in Philadelphia, and that's not what I signed up for at all. So that's that's that puts a little damper on my on my plans. But I, I just came back from D.C. actually. Enjoyed enjoyed uh, the nice city of D.C. Enjoyed a nice Nationals game as well. So I'm pretty good. I'm feeling rested. How are you doing? I am doing pretty well. The weather down here in Tampa, Florida is looking pretty solid. It, we're actually getting poured on at the moment. We've got a lot of rain the last two days, but that's not what we're here to talk about. I'm not here to talk about the weather. We're here to talk about some NFL football. Now, if you would notice a couple, two, uh, maybe two weeks back, we talked about uh, the, all about the NFC. So talking about the NFC, East, West, South, North, you name it, all those teams. Today, we're going to tackle the AFC. We're going to try to tackle some division winners we think have a good amount of value. And then we're going to close out talking about some of the offensive player of the year, dark throws, dart throws. I think it's going to be a really action-packed episode. My team's in this conference, so I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, without further ado, Logan, I just kind of want to yeah. dive on in. We will have hopefully have a special guest next week in the works of trying to talk to someone. If you guys have anyone who want to hear us on the special guest, let us know down below, and we can definitely talk about whatever we want with, the, with that person. But let's start with my team, my division, Logan. We're going the AFC East. I got my New York Jets right there, plus 2,000. You kidding me? That's great value. If you're looking for a plus two thousand, I can turn ten bucks into two hundred. Uh, yeah, there's your lock of the century. But what are your thoughts on this division first before I start to go into a psycho mode? Yeah. Okay. So obviously the odds makers are telling us it's it's Bills and it's clearly Bills because I think Dolphins, Patriots, and Avi Jets are just donations to the sports books as far as this division winner goes. Interesting enough, though, if I were if you were to say, all right, Logan, gun to your head, you can't pick Bills. I, I would lean Dolphins just because they're an intriguing team, right? They they have a lot of, to me, that like lightning in a bottle sort of, you know, high upside, you know. Also, if if Tua decides to not be less than himself, they could also implode. So it's like mass, max risk, max, max reward as far as the Dolphins go. I don't buy any stock in the Patriots. I know Bill Belichick, you know, greatest coach of all time. But I still – I just don't see the talent there. And uh, you're New York Jets. Um yeah, I'll yeah. take the under yeah. in their win total. Uh, sorry, <laughs> I saw I saw DraftKings. I mean, we you texted it to me. DraftKings was offering like a an, like an odds boost on the Jets over and yeah. win total because it was like the most bet player prop or like team total, which was five and a half wins. Asking the Jets to go six and eleven might seem like a lot. Um, it honestly probably is a lot to ask for. But when I look at this division from top to bottom, I think it is the Bills. To, Bills to lose. I think minus 180. That's just to find out Josh Allen's health. If he stays healthy, they'll win this division. Now, I do think there's a little bit of value on Patriots, not in the division winner, but to, for them to get 10 plus wins, right now it's about plus 135, I think, on FanDuel. And I think that's pretty decent odds. I think the Patriots are a good enough ball club to get 10, to go 10 and 7. They'll probably get a couple free wins against the Jets, let's be honest. And now that the Dolphins are good, they'll probably lose to the Patriots, even though they normally have their number. But now that people think they're good, they'll probably lose those games. But Dolphins is an interesting choice because obviously they have all that. You know, I mean, they got Tyreek Hill. People are loving this team. Obviously, yeah. a new head coach with the guy out in out from uh, the 49ers, Mike McDaniel. So it's going to be an interesting team. One of the teams, I haven't checked how many primetime games they have, but I imagine they got at least a couple more than they have recently in the past couple seasons. I'm excited to watch Tua's progression. And selfishly, I am excited to see Zach Wilson, Garrett Wilson, our rookie, see exactly Sauce Gardner, see the guys do well. Do I not? Do I expect the Jets to be very good this year? No, I don't. 
and I probably won't want to watch a lot of games past the couple first couple weeks of the year, but I think they're an interesting team that people might want to watch. I mean, plus 2,000 odds, I wouldn't put a dime on it, but I think the Jets will be at least decent this year. We'll show, hopefully, Zach Wilson, at least knock on wood, Zach Wilson will at least show a little bit of promise. That makes me, you know, happy to be a Jets fan, which hasn't been a lot of happiness over the past couple, eh, past decade. Yeah, you want you want to see that that year two progression, right? I, you know, you 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 and I were were at his first ever you know start in Carolina, and you know he he had he had a lot of those deer and headlights kind of moments. Not his fault entirely because that offensive line wasn't wasn't terrible last year. Can they get him a little bit of blocking and protection? Because as a, as as a second year quarterback, you're you're only as good as your offensive line. Let's be honest. Like that's that's pretty much what this division comes down to. I really do like the Patriots' offensive line. I think that's something that we don't talk about enough. Like they're they're built so solidly up front. That's why they win those ugly games and they win those games. Then and however they want to dictate it. So again, the Patriots will be annoying. I love your call on on them ten plus wins because. You don't bet against Belichick. You don't get bet against Brady. You don't bet, bet against Belichick. It's just, you know, something you don't do. Yeah, Mac Jones is only going to get better from his first year. And obviously, you yeah. know, he had some mistakes towards the end of the year. And, you know, he obviously got boat raced in their first playoff game. But, I mean, they're still a very good team, very good defense. And while I look at the more back to the Jets, because it's probably the last time we'll be able to talk about them for a hot minute, I just think, that, you know, they're, they have – you know, tried to surround Zach Wilson as best as they can with the offensive line. Definitely improve that. Now, I feel like the Jets always say they improve the offensive line, and the next thing you know, it's not any better. So we'll see if it's actually the offseason acquisitions, draft picks, if those actually translate into anything. But mostly I'm excited to watch this Dolphins team. I mean, I, I don't really need to – I already know what the Bills are. I think I Gabe Davis, a UCF alumni, right to my to my left here. They're, they're a great team. They obviously got him. They got Stephon Diggs. I don't really remember what – What's going on with Emmanuel Sanders? I think he's back. But what was the guy? I think an interesting guy, though, that I've been seeing on fantasy football, Brace Hall. You know Brace Hall, the guy that the mm-hmm. Jets drafted running back. He's going very high in uh, mm-hmm. fantasy football drafts for some reason. I see his over-unders by yards. It's like 830 and a half. And rushing touchdowns is five and a half. They're projecting a pretty big year out of Brees Hall, which is not something I would really expect. What are your thoughts on him? Yeah, so I watched a lot of Brees Hall in college. He's so explosive. He's, I mean, he's got the build of an NFL, you know, running back. And I remember watching him and saying, "This guy will be on Sundays." He, he has, he has a lot of the elusiveness, a lot of the break tackle ability that you need in that running back. And honestly, if obviously the the line the lines are projecting him to do well because this Jets team has lacked a real identity at, at the running back position. Imagine that if, if they actually have a solid starter, you know, a plug and play, even being a rookie. I mean, he'll, he'll have his rookie moments where you're like, you know, he fumbles and in crucial moment or, or just doesn't read the, read the gaps because, you know, the offensive line and defensive line and line play in the, in the pros is different than college, but still, if they use him, right. I, I, I think he has a tremendous, you know, upside, right. Especially in that Jets offense, like, Come on, who, who are we rocking with back in that backfield? Is Tevin I mean, Coleman still? Yeah, it's really right going to be Michael Carter and his him. Yeah. So I'm curious how exactly it goes down. Maybe it's like a – I mean, this is a Michael Carter comparison to college days with a Javante Williams. I wouldn't be yeah. surprised if it's something like that. Michael Carter maybe a better receiving back than he gets credit for. I just – I was surprised to see them give such high lines to him because, yeah, the Jets haven't had an identity. They've never been comfortable going to one running back. So – Look, if we can get that guy, we can have one fantasy usable asset. I consider the year a win. I mean, Elijah Moore was all right the second half of the year. Garrett Wilson, he could be decent. We just want one. I just want one fantasy usable asset where I can log on to fantasy football now, watch Matthew Barry, Fuel the Yates, Stefania Bell be like, 
Should you start Elijah Moore? Should you start Brees Hall? Where should we rank him? That's all I want. Am I asking for a lot? Probably. Yeah, well, because it's it's a jet, and one of my fantasy football rules is you don't start a jet in fantasy expecting anything good. Sorry, that's just how it be. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. Let's move on to an interesting division that I would argue is probably a two-horse race, but it's the other guy that went right before Zach Wilson. Going to the AFC South, obviously got the Colts, the Titans, the Jags, and the Texans sitting at plus 2,600. Out of any team to win the division that we talk about today, Texans have the worst odds out of any of the teams. Well, technically best if you're trying to get the most value. Um, when I look at this division, I do I trust the Colts with Matt Ryan now? Do I trust you know the Titans without A.J. Brown? I'm not surprised to see the Colts favored here. I really am not. I just don't know if I would really pick them. Like When I'm thinking about... You know, I know a lot of people preseason. We still got what? Actually, the reason we're doing this is this day, Tuesday, we're 100 days away from the NFL starting. So 99 by the time that this podcast goes live. But I know people when, you know, 90 days are up and we're at the final 10 days of the season, people are going to be constructing their NFL, you know, division parlay long shots where they're just throwing teams in there, trying to pick every division winner. I think at the end of the day, I wouldn't really trust the Colts. But I lean. What are your thoughts on this one? Because I'm really torn. I don't know who I would ride with, Colts or Titans. I'm not riding with the Jags. No thanks. Yeah, you know, to win the division, and that's the key word in here, not win me any playoff games, not not be great. I'll, I'll go ahead and take the Titans just because I, you know, Ryan Tannehill is a good regular season quarterback. He's good enough, right? He'll he'll pick up some wins, might have a few duds in there. But but this team goes as Derrick Henry goes, and I'm expecting him to come back better than ever, right? He's he's in one of the leaders for comeback player of the year, something something that I was looking at right pre-show, and I was like, hmm, Derrick Henry, great great candidate for that. And honestly, this Titans team loves being physical. They love running the ball. They, if, if they don't have to throw, they're not going to throw. Yes, the A.J. Brown departure is going to loom pretty large, right? They, they have a lot of confidence, and I mean, sorry, Titans fans. I forget the, who the rookie wide receiver they drafted as the kind of the replacement for A.J. Brown, but he shows a lot of potential, a lot of upside in there. But guess what? He should have a lot of expectations because this is a run-first offense. That's what I love about that. Now, the Colts also on, on that side, they, they're a run-first offense too. It's like, you know, just head-to-head kind of things. I just, yeah, gun to my head. I'm taking Titans. I, I love what Vrabel does with that team. He really rallies the troops. They're they're as long as you know, as long as they just don't drop those divisional games that they should win, you know, Jaguars, Texans. I, I love them at, at that value to win the division. Yeah, when I look at this, I kind of lean the Titans your way as well. I mean, they did get Traylon Traylon Burks. That's the guy you're talking about. Obviously, yeah. you know, a guy that people don't talk about, Robert Woods, now a member of the Titans yeah. that kind of slept on Austin Hooper there too. And I think the the drafting of Malik Willis will be big for Ryan Tanhow. I mean, he kind of knows, you know. If I don't show up this year, maybe they look to move on and go to a different way, go maybe a different, you know, get Derrick Henry a little bit more breathing room when they're trying to run, you know, read options and stuff like that. I mean, you could imagine Derrick Henry with a running quarterback. That would be that'd be pretty hard to stop. So not that Malik Willis is, you know, the, the guy that's going to start and win rookie of the year. He's probably not going to see the field if hopefully the Titans could control it. But I'm excited for him, his, his development. And I really would lean the Titans at the value on this one. Now, could the Colts win it? Yeah, they could. I mean, we thought, think about last year. They had all the pieces to win, end up missing the playoffs because they couldn't beat the Jags on the road. But they have all the pieces, and now they get Matt Ryan there. Obviously, I feel like pretty common, pretty, you know, common thought among the NFL community is that we trust Matt Ryan a little bit more than Carson Wentz. And while I don't really blame anyone for doing that, not that, you know, Matt Ryan's done a lot with a lot 
fewer the resources than he has had with what he will have with the Colts. Obviously, Michael Pittman and doesn't need to say it, but Jonathan Taylor is a beast. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to watch this Colts team. If I had to root for, with my heart, I would say probably the Colts because I want to root for that team. And I just love Jonathan Taylor, love Matt Ryan, as you know, I should bring out my Falcons shirt. Um, but I just think heart and value kind of there's heart and value go two different ways. I, my heart wants the Colts, but I value in that Titans pick at plus money. I can't really deny going with that one. Any final thoughts on that division? Well, I, yeah, I mean, coming from, a, you know, a, I, I'm an NFC South fan, so I watch Matt Ryan a lot. I just I just kind of think he's a little bit washed. And I, I know I know what we're going to say. We're going to say, well, he, he all he has to do is pretty much hand the ball off to Jonathan Taylor, call it a day, throw a few dink and dunk passes, and we're not asking him to be a superhero. That being said, I'm, I'm just – he, he reminds me more of the Philip Rivers type role that they that they recently brought in, and yeah, they were good. I did they win the division that year? I, they might have, but the Titans have closed the gap to me between the Colts, the Colts and the Titans. There used to be a little bit of a gap there. I think the the Titans just know who they are. They come in with that that you know expectations, and I I like I like Vrabel as a coach better than Frank Reich. I mean, call me crazy. No, and that, that's what I was going to say is that, you know, coaching, I give them a big step over. Mike Vrabel has been shown to do it with even, I mean, they were yeah. without A.J. Brown and Julio Jones most of last year, so they can get some production out of Robert Woods, Traylon Burks. I think they'll be just fine, but let's move on mm-hmm. to another interesting division, AFC North. You obviously yeah. got the reigning, you know, Super Bowl runner-ups with the Bengals. Browns, Ravens, and Steelers. Now we see Ravens, Browns, Bengals all basically at the same value. Plus 200, plus 210 for the Bengals, and then plus 850 for Mitch Trubisky and the Steelers. You see any value in those Pittsburgh Steelers, Logan? I see no value in the Pittsburgh Steelers, although you you don't count out a good coach as we just were talking about coaching. I love Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin always keeps his you know troops competitive, right? The, the Steelers are never going to fold on anybody. They'll probably steal a few games in this division alone. That being said, I just don't I don't see enough talent there, and I, I it's not me putting any coin on Mitch Trubisky. That, that's for sure. But I, this this one should come as no shock if, if we're talking about the last NFL episode we recorded. I'm so high on Lamar Jackson and the Ravens this year in particular. I see them winning this division, and I, I see them kind of kind of taking it you know by storm early early and often. I, I think they take care of the Browns. I think they take care of the Bengals. I think they match up really well against those teams. The Browns are an interesting team though because you know you got Amari Cooper, you still got the two headed running you know attack of Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb. That being said, though, it's like, who are we to count out, you know, Baltimore Ravens and just, <laughs> again, best coach in this division. It's it's arguable between Harbaugh and and Mike Tomlin. But, you know, I, I, love, I love what the Ravens have been doing. And how many injuries did they have last year? Oh, my gosh. Their, their injury report was five pages long. And that was yet before they even, were, like, first game. <laughs> yeah, and yet they were still competitive in a lot of games. Last year they had no running back whatsoever. It was literally hop on Lamar Jackson and, and that's it. This year they will get more healthy and they will win s- some games that you know they, they definitely should and that they weren't able to last year. Yeah, I mean, they were starting – Lamar Jackson missed, I don't remember, the last four or five games. He wasn't yeah. there. Huntley kind of stepped in and kind of did his thing. But – I do like the Ravens pick. I do think it's a solid one. I do like J.K. Dobbins hopefully coming back healthy. That will be uh, exciting for, for them because I was really high on J.K. Dobbins last year preseason for fantasy football. I was like, I need J.K. Dobbins on all my teams. And then oh, he got injured before our draft, which stunk. But, yeah, he wasn't obviously there. I think if I were to choose 
I'm going Browns, though, in this one. And there's a couple different reasons why. Now, the clear looming question mark is Deshaun Watson. As of this moment, you know, May 31st, 8 p.m., we have no clue if Deshaun Watson will play all 17 games. Will he be suspended four? Will he be suspended eight? Suspended six? No one knows what Deshaun Watson's status is. But if he does somehow, you know, get out of jail free card, kind of doesn't get any suspensions, I think he's going to have a really good chance to really improve this Browns team. Now, obviously, there's going to be some rust there because we were talking about a guy that didn't play football last year. But can he be any worse than Baker Mayfield? I don't think so. I don't really think he could be any worse. And so I'm really excited for him to get in that Browns facility and really just do his thing. Because we know Deshaun Watson, a guy that very similar to Lamar Jackson, he was carrying that Texans franchise for several years. They did have some years where he would carry him and they still would lose. But I think this Browns team is just built for just a QB plug and play. Kevin Stefanski, a great underrated head coach. And you're right. You referenced Nick Chubb. You referenced Kareem Hunt. Even Omari Cooper, all these three guys, very good, very elite, all pro bowlers, all pro bowl talents. They can obviously match up with anyone on the defensive side with Miles Garrett. I'm a little concerned about their DBs and seeing how those guys progress, but I think the Browns have a lot of value. And, you know, I don't, I hate kind of sleeping on the Bengals, but I feel like we're both on the same kind of path that we think the Bengals are doing a little bit of regression. You want to talk Mm -hmm. about them? I I for sure think the Bengals are doing a little bit of regression. Now, if you look at their offseason moves, you're like, last year they were so. Um, depleted at the offensive line position. You know, there was a revolving door. Hello, Joe Burrow running for your life. They sort of addressed that this this offseason. I, I think they addressed it quite well, actually. That being said, there's to me, there's just regression on both sides of the ball, right? Year, you know, year two of the whole chase to Burrow chase connection is is going to be a really interesting one because if they can keep some of that magic that I saw last year, and I trust me, it just jumped out at you when you watch them. You're like, this these guys haven't been playing 10 plus years like it was it was really impressive if they can keep that up um they're gonna make both of us eat our words because i i think the Bengals are gonna be live it's just i i don't i that's what i really question i i'm still high high on jamar chase spoiler alert but i i also think that Bengals defense they got really lucky they they won a lot of games i don't know what, what their margin of victory was last year but that Bengals defense got bailed out several of the games that yeah, they they probably shouldn't have won. That's an NFL season for you, though. Look, they got hot at the right time and made a Super Bowl run. So yeah, I mean, if you can if you can duplicate that again, hats off to you. I just I'm gonna I'm gonna be the the bearer of bad news and say, as a Carolina Panthers fan, when we went 15 and one, I thought, oh, Super Bowl for us next year. <laughs> yeah, I was so wrong. So uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, they got to definitely protect Joe Burrow, and I like the changes they've made, bringing in, I think, Leo Collins, and then I think they drafted a guy. I don't really know all their what they did, but I know they definitely improved it. So that's a positive step in the right direction. And I haven't really touched on the Steelers, but I don't think they'll win the division. But I think you're right. Mike Tomlin, I mean, he's never had a losing season, so I think they're still going to be a competitive team. I didn't check their win total. I don't remember exactly what it was. I thought it was like 7.5, 8.5, but... I think Mitch Trubisky is going to be better than people give him credit for. Now, will he start? Will they just throw Kenny Pickett into the you know mix and just say, you know what, get out there, buddy? I think Mitch Trubisky, you know, he's playing for his next contract, playing for you know that next you know big deal. I mean, you never really know. Mitch Trubisky could have a crazy year, and next thing you know, he's going to be demanding I don't know twenty five million in the off season. We've seen it happen, and I'm not saying you know Mitch Trubisky is going to light the world on fire. But I think he's better than people give him credit for. And the last time we saw him was with the dysfunctional Bears franchise. And then obviously he played garbage time snaps when Josh Allen Allen was blown out the other team in Buffalo. I 
just think he's going to be a change QB. I'm just rooting for, you know, Mitch Trubisky's success. I think he obviously was kind of dealt a shorthand of stick in Chicago, really didn't get a chance to blossom. And when he finally started to do well, you know, they just the team just combusted. So I'm excited to watch the Pittsburgh Steelers. I know you're obviously in Pennsylvania, so you're not necessarily close to them. But I know people are going to be excited in Pittsburgh, and I will be rooting for them. And I love Najee Harris. And I love uh, love my man Deontay Johnson. Chase Claypool, uh, I don't know about him. I, I knew I knew you'd have to bring up your boy Deontay Johnson because when he's not Butterfinger in the ball, he's he's an amazing talent, right? You watch For sure. If he if he can if he can catch the dang football, uh, Steelers Nation will be you know set up pretty decent. It's just when it when it all boils down to it, do I see this is the question I have to ask myself. Do I see the Steelers being able to put Mitch Trubisky in a position? better than what the Panthers did with Sam Darnold. Cause I'd argue they're, they're pretty much like neck and neck at like where they were. They're kind of like broken quarterbacks in their career. Right. You know, the, the everyone thinks they fit, have them figured out as busts, you know, could never played up to their potential, but Mike Tomlin is, is the intriguing factor in this. Cause like it, we know the Steelers way, they're not going to say, all right, Mitch, go out and throw 400 you know yards per game four touchdowns they're not going to do that they're not stupid like that some teams some teams get so cute offensively they're like oh we need to air out the ball no the Steelers are going to say Najee Harris right up the gut so if they can get the the appropriate run blocking for Najee Harris I know that was a struggle sometimes last year this this Steelers team might be I'm not I'm not going to go out on a limb and say they're going to win the division but they might be annoying enough just to be in you know at the end of the year when they show the in the hunt I could see the Steelers in the hunt wouldn't surprise me, wouldn't surprise you at all. No, I think that's a very fair comparison comparing him to Sam Darnold. Because let's be honest, Darnold was really the Panthers didn't do a whole lot to help him. They said, yeah. all right, well, here you go. Christian McCaffrey's here. And then McCaffrey's out for the whole year, basically. And then it was just a trash offensive line. And I would argue the Steelers offensive line, not a whole lot better. Obviously, yeah. Mike Tomlin, a little bit better than Matt Rule. I think that's that's pretty apparent. But obviously, more coaching experience, too. I, I don't hate the comparison. I, I love Najee Harris. I was all over him last year in fantasy. It was really volume that made him usable. It was not efficiency. It was not efficiency at all. I'm not sure how I feel about the wide receivers for fantasy football sake because Deontay Johnson, how did he get so much? Well, it was just volume. I mean, that was just Ben, Big Ben hike. I went right to him, three yards. And while he dropped some, he still averaged like nine, 10 targets a game. And so he was getting like six, seven receptions for like 50 yards and pretty good fantasy usable asset. But I don't, the offense is not going to be that with Mitch Trubisky, a guy that can actually, you know, kind of a little bit athletic. I think Pittsburgh's not going to be not, not sure what they're seeing, but they're going to see a guy at QB actually able to run the ball more than like three feet. It's going to be interesting. And then I'm curious, you know, what happens if, you know, Trubisky gets hurt? We could see Kenny Pickett. They're an exciting team. Will they make noise? Probably not, but they could be one of those teams, like you said, in the hunt playoff weekend, you know, right last week 18 they could be in the hunt to maybe maybe make the playoffs as like a 10 and 7 maybe 9 and 18 depending on how the rest yeah. of them go wouldn't surprise me at all mike tomlin is good enough to get them there that would obviously be a winning season if they're 9 and 8 but i'd save this division for last we went completely out of order afc east the south the north we're going to obviously go to the afc west this is the division that is going to get 85 primetime games i don't know how they're going to do it but they're going to get a trillion of them and look obviously you have the chiefs Patrick Mahomes, no longer Tyree Kill, but Travis Kelsey, they're still there. Andy Reid, everyone knows who they are. Obviously the favorites. And Chargers, interesting team. Curious on your takeaways for the Chargers. Broncos with Russell Wilson, now plus 260. And the Raiders, a team that made the playoffs last year, plus 700. When you look at these teams, are there any that stick out and you're like, I need to bet that? Or is it like, a, oh, that's terrible value? What are your thoughts on this division? 
I think there's amazing value at Raiders plus 700 because I don't think the gap between them, like, so you look at this division, you say last place, like, yeah, it's more, more likely than not going to be Raiders, but are they last place by a mile? No, they're not. Every year the Raiders play the Chiefs hard. They play the Chargers hard. And sometimes, you know, split games there. They, they've beaten the Broncos before. I remember that from last year. So that that's what you have to ask yourself. Like there, to me, there's tremendous value at that plus 700. Like that's worth like a, a, a just blind dart throw and say, all right, can they de- dethrone, you know, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, right? Well, well, spoiler, right? Pa- Patrick Mahomes doesn't have one of his favorite weapons, Cheetah. Cheetah's gone. So what? What is that? What is that Chiefs offense? And Byron Pringle. Like? <laughs> yeah, Byron Pringle gone too. Byron Pringle, what is he a bear now? Right? Isn't he? Yep. Yeah, he's a bear. <laughs> Shout out Byron Pringle always. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, so so. So it's really going to be a huge, you know, Travis Kelsey type, uh, you know, Ceh, Clyde Edwards, Alaire kind of kind of game. And sorry, like sorry, sorry, Chiefs, Chiefs Kingdom. I'm not, I'm not really that high on this team. I don't believe they should be a solid plus one fifty five favorite in this division. I think it should be like two hundred across. And I mean, Chargers, Broncos, take your pick. I mean, I love Russell Wilson, a proven winner. I love what the Broncos, you know, always do defensively. Like you go into Mile High Stadium, you're gonna get a, you're gonna in in for like a slug match because you know <laughs> that's just historically how it's it's been. Now now they have a proven offensive, you know, leader. So if, imagine the Broncos put up points. This is the crazy thing, and why I'm picking the Broncos in this one because imagine if they actually do get points in production and consistency offensively their defense is well way more capable you know than a lot of these defenses in the division i know Chargers have some flashy guys on on the defensive and offensive side of the ball but still broncos man the proven quarterback 260 is just too tempting for me to pass up yeah i I don't blame anyone for throwing them into their parlay when i look at this division i really want to dissect the chiefs because this offense is going to be interesting there's going to be someone in here it's going to soar up fantasy leaderboards draft boards I don't know what what wide receiver steps up. Obviously, McCall Hardman's still there. Juju. Juju's here. We got Marquez Valdez-Scantling. They got Josh Gordon, Sky Moore, Darius Fountain. I don't know. One of these guys is going to be a fantasy usable asset because they just have to be. Obviously, Travis Kelsey. But I don't know which one of these guys I have most faith faith in. It's just going to be an interesting uh, thing. And then if you're looking for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, well, now he's got Ronald Jones backing him up. So that'll be fun until Ronald Jones fumbles. And then he'll never see the field again by Andy Reid. But – I don't know what to do with that team. I don't think there's any value in them at plus 155. When I go to the back of the half, we go to the Raiders. Obviously, big name, Devontae Adams now here. That's obviously the big changer. And I think that's going to be big for this team. I mean, obviously, you got your little Hunter Renfro. I know you love him. They got Darren Waller. I really think there's good value on the Raiders at plus 700. Do I think they're going to win the division? I don't necessarily think so. But I, like you're saying, I don't think there's a huge difference between the Raiders and the Chargers. If you would have switched those values last year, it wouldn't have surprised anyone. I think the Chargers have so much hype built around their team. It's like, oh, they got they were so close last year to making the playoffs, you know, that tie, whatever. You know, they got all this hype that everyone's just expecting Justin Herbert to take a big leap. I just don't know if I'm necessarily expecting it. Obviously, they got Khalil Mack. They got some other guys coming into the squad. She's not sold on the team altogether. So, in uh, my opinion, the best values on the Raiders, I just don't think the Raiders are going to win the division, but I think – at the end of the day, they shouldn't be plus 700. What we're looking for is value for teams that could Derek Carr come out and have a great year. We've seen Derek Carr do it in the past. We've seen him be an MVP caliber QB. I just don't think there's a lot of value on the Chiefs. 
a little bit think the Chargers are overhyped, and I'm not going to ride with you on the Broncos, although I do think the Broncos have decent value because you're right. If they can put up points, something they really struggled. I mean, we saw so many, so many, because, you know, 415 rolls around. There's not a lot of games on. There's a lot of Broncos games, though, and you just have to pound your – you're like, oh, God, another punt. Oh, God. It was just miserable <laughs> to watch. It was like, why am I – I hate my life. Please turn on to the Cowboys game where it's like 45-45, no defense being played. I don't think – I. I think of the Broncos, if we see Jerry Judy, which I, think, I saw his Chargers, charges were dismissed, so we'll see about his status. But with Russell Wilson, obviously they got Javante Williams. I don't love Melvin Gordon, but he's usable. I think he's back. Cortland Sutton. Interesting team, though. I do think the Broncos will be solid. I just think the best values on the Raiders. Levante Adams. I, I agree with you on the Raiders wholeheartedly. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, being this this part of the year, like – how are how are the divisional odds are going to shake out, right? Like if you were to reevaluate this this bet halfway through the season, you had Raiders. Are you feeling good about yourself? Probably because they should be still in the mix, right? They're not like I don't know. They're not like a Jets where you can just kind of count them out. You know, sorry sorry to take another shot at the Jets, but they're not like a team where you just immediately count them out. No, Derek Carr is a serviceable quarterback. He shouldn't be slept on. He he won't be slept on. Um, but at the end of the day, you know. Russell Wilson is Houdini in the pocket. I, I've always, you know, kind of compared him to that because he makes those figure eights and makes defenders look silly. And I mean, this division, say what you want. I mean, I think the Chargers are all smoke and mirrors. I, I just, don't, I, I don't think they're legit. I never will think they're legit. I don't like football teams that that treat fourth down like it, like it's a Madden game, and that's what the Chargers have done. And I just don't, I don't like that. You put yourself in a lot of bad situations. Chargers, you know, special teams has always been kind of an issue for them as well. Don't love that. So I'll take the Broncos. And at Mile High Stadium, like, obviously, I, I think if you were to talk about, you know, home team advantages in within this division, yeah, the, the Chiefs arrowhead, that's that's definitely up there. But Mile High has got to be, you know, in the same sort of tier, sort of, you know, NFL home field advantages because it's very tough to go into Mile High and, and win games. It just is. No matter how good or bad the Broncos are, like it could be starting Drew Locke, and it's still sort of difficult to go into Mile High and win games. Yeah, it was annoying to beat them. That was the team that was in a lot of games. They had a couple blowouts where it was just like, "What did Drew? Locke, what did Drew Locke do?" But they at least yeah. had a lot of big games. I mean, we know why the Chargers are plus two forty. They obviously had, you know, last year they got all the they all have they have all the big names. It's the team that just put together all the big names. Obviously, with the addition of Khalil Mack, J.C. Jackson, both joining the squad. Offense is more or less the same. Added, I think Zion Johnson was a, a right guard rookie. This team is just, you know, they're a Keenan Allen injury or Austin Eckler injury away from really having struggling on offense. Both those two guys have been injury prone throughout their year. Austin Eckler goes into the blue tent every single game. That's just what he does. He lives there. That's his second home. And I love Austin. He's got a great first name. I love Eckler. I really do think he's, a, I mean, I had him on my fantasy year last year. Very solid. Just you were just you were just waiting for him to be out, and he eventually did go out the last couple weeks of the year. But I think you're right. I mean, the Broncos have all the tools. It's just Russell Wilson has to go back to you know that you know Legion of Boom days when the Seattle Seahawks were so good, and he is Houdini in the pocket. He's awesome. I'm not really sure who his number one target will be: Cortland Sutton or Jerry Judy. I think that's going to be exciting. I think one of those guys will be a fantasy football steal. I'd argue it's probably the second one going in drafts, just because I assume the majority of people will be wrong, just because that's the nature of it. But, man, I'm excited for this division. There's no reason, there's no surprise that obviously all these teams are going to be on primetime a good amount. Obviously, the Chargers mm-hmm. are getting a, a load of primetime games. So are the Broncos with Russell Wilson. Obviously, he has all his commercials. So I think this is one of the most exciting divisions to watch. That's why we obviously saved it for last. 
Yeah, me, me too. I'm really excited. Again, Javante Williams, I mean, this can't be said enough. Melvin Gordon, I, I don't know. Is Melvin Gordon, he's still there, right? I he, he was supposedly going to re-sign. I'm going to double-check their depth chart right now, but he was supposed yeah. to re-sign with them. I don't yeah. know if that's official yet. So that, that's just so intriguing because Javante Williams was one of those players last year. You know, we, we want to talk a little bit about fantasy football. I had him on my bench, and I, I throw him into the flex every now and then. I'm like, he's just so talented. I mean, his his break tackle ability for a rookie last year, he looked like a seasoned vet. Like, it was, it was extremely impressive to see because, you know, in the NFL, these are grown men. You know, you're used to some college athletes tackling you. Now these are some grown grown men, and and Javante Williams was extremely impressive. I'm excited to see uh, what he does in his second year of production. Yeah, he's a guy that a lot of people in the fantasy football community are just expecting to absolutely boom this year. And a lot of people were angry when Melvin Gordon returned, but I think that's good for his ADP, obviously average draft position in fantasy football drafts. I think Melvin Gordon coming back might give a lot of people a pause, thinking, oh, this might be a split backfield. I think it's Javante Williams' show. They saw him run last year. They didn't really want to give him a full workload just yet. They knew they weren't going anywhere with Drew Locke. So didn't want to give him full workload, see how he could do. But me, you're right. The guy would average like six, eight yards a carry like each game. It was like ridiculous. The guy was nuts. Mm-hmm. And I love watching him now that he's got Russell Wilson back there. It's going to be intense. I'm excited to watch him. Their offensive line still back. I'm a little concerned about tight end position. I can't pronounce his last name, but Albert Okwa Banam, whatever you've not, I can't pronounce his name, but yeah. obviously no offense in Seattle now. So interesting what to do at that position. But Logan, let's get to more value. We're looking for yeah. offensive player of the year. Do you want me to go first or you? You could go first. You got it. So I picked two guys, and they happen to be on the same team because I think one of them is going to win it. Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson. Now, mm-hmm. let me plead my case here. They have a new head coach, Kevin O'Connell. Love the last name. That might be my last name for the people out there. Now, I was going to do Justin Jefferson first, but I have a feeling both these guys do both these guys do really well. Now, we think about the Vikings. Is their defense going to show up? Probably not. Adam Thielen, a year older. And now they still got Kirk Cousins on a new contract. They're obviously still in the favorable division with some good matchups. And Justin Jefferson, could he be this year's Cooper Cup? Could he be this year's guy that just goes absolutely nuts? We know he has all the talent in the world. And we saw who was Cooper Cup's offensive coordinator last year? Kevin O'Connell. And so, look, I just think they're going to air the ball out a ton. I think we see Dalvin Cook potentially have just a nut season. Over 2,000 scrimmage yards. 18 touchdowns. I think he's going to have a crazy good year. As long as he can stay healthy, knock on wood for him. But I think Dalvin Cook and Jamar, uh, Justin Jefferson both going to have crazy good years. I'm going to sprinkle on both of them because I think both of them, one of them has a chance, good chance of winning it. I don't want to put any value on Jonathan Taylor or Cooper Cup again. He's due regression. Cooper Cup can't do anything that he did last year. I do, he, he just can't be better than he was last year. It's just physically impossible. So I think a guy like Justin Jefferson could bust on the show, just kind of do really well. Or Dalvin Cook could kind of burst back and be really good. I don't know. Maybe I'm a Vikings home, or maybe I need to stop drinking the purple Kool-Aid. That's it. They're intri- they're intriguing picks. And uh, again, we always talk about if Dalvin Cook can be healthy, right? That's that's the big question mark. It's always been the the if about him because he's got. I mean, he's definitely a top five, definitely top ten running back in the league when healthy. I don't hate the pick. I don't hate either of them. Justin Jefferson is very talented. I just, I love, I love me some Adam Thielen. I think Thielen steals a lot of touchdowns and a lot of production that otherwise could be going completely to Justin Jefferson. Um, but no, good, good picks nonetheless. I love the value. Right, we're in the, we're in the two thousands range. Mine right now is, is a little bit, you know, better value actually. The one I'm going to go with, and it is another wide receiver, another wide receiver out of LSU. 
Do you have any any idea who, who it might be? Um, Odell Beckham Jr. No, no, no Odell. Jamar Chase. <laughs> Jamar Chase of the Cincinnati Bengals plus 3,500. I mean, I love, again, even better value than yours and his connection to Joe Burrow, undeniable, right? The question about this and, and how this one could may, maybe tail off and, and not look like a, a great bet is if, you know, the, the other, you know, Bengals receivers still, you know, continue to be annoying and chip away at his production. But I still think they're going to – they're the chemistry in year two of the Burrow and Chase connection is just going to be one of those, you know, I, I'm buying all the stock in it because what I saw from them last year, and I, I made this comparison on on the podcast before. I'll, I'll reiterate it, right? I saw that Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams type connection with them where they looked like they've been playing for a long time, where where they just looked at each other and they can immediately communicate. Yeah, yeah, you know, five yard hits right now. And I'm going to smoke them like or, you know, just double move right now. That's sort of what I love to see. And I mean, they're playing in the division where they they can easily, you know, I, I, I don't I don't think they're much of a threat to really run the ball consistently. Love you, Joe Mixon, but yeah, like so they're gonna want to throw. I know the Bengals. It's it's inevitable that that offense is gonna turn more into an air raid offense, even. And if they can get a decent offensive line play, as we mentioned, this is this is a great opportunity for Jamar Chase sitting at that plus thirty five hundred. I know that sounds like a casual like NFL better, like you know, I just started watching football in the Super Bowl. I saw Jamar <laughs> Chase. No, Ooh. he's he's good. He will be good, and I promise you, he'll be he'll be up there. He'll be in the running when, when all said and done. I mean, I can't reject the pick. There's sound value on it, sound logic too. At Jamar Chase, we saw him obviously burst on the scene as a rookie. He was awesome last year. I mean, we saw that in what that final game of the year, one of those last games against the Chiefs, where he just destroyed the team for like 500 yards receiving. Like he could do that again this year. Haven't checked their schedule. I think Jamar Chase is due for another big year, and we know that connection is only going to keep getting better. Obviously, we saw him really bust onto the scene kind of towards the end of the year, kind of when you got to the playoffs, when obviously every team's keying in on Jamar Chase. Like, all right, we got to stop this guy in the playoffs. He still produced. So I think when you get to the regular season, teams are a little bit more lax on defense. You know, not, They're not necessarily just leaving guys wide open, but Jamar Chase is as good as it gets, and he's only going to get better. We remember last year, Right in the preseason, we everyone was talking about him being bad, a bust, dropping passes, and he was just absolutely just absolutely made those guys look like idiots. And so I think there's a lot of value in this Jamar Chase plus 3,500. It's a shame another wide receiver out of LSU is probably going to win it. But, you know, at least you're probably coming second. What second place get you? Uh, nothing, but I, Hey, look, I'll trust oddly enough. Is this, is this even a hot take? I'll trust Joe Burrow any day of the week, any day that ends in Y over Kirk cousins. And that's not, then that's a straight fact right there, boy. Yeah. You know, I, I can't, I can't, uh, can't follow you on that one. I do think the, both these offenses will be pretty pass heavy. I think the Bengals, when it's all said and done, they rather have the ball in Joe Burrow's hands than Joe Mixon. I think uh, but they do want to run the ball. It's not a team that's going to completely abandon a run like the Chiefs might do. That's they're not the Chiefs. They'll at least be running the ball, you know, 15 to 25 times with Mixon. The, the, the one thing the Bengals didn't do last year, they didn't really run off the scoreboard on people, except for that Ravens game where they were like, where the Ravens defensive coordinator was trash talking a Burrow before the game, like saying that he wasn't really all that. And then absolutely, they just lit it up on him. They weren't really a team that ran up the scoreboard. We sometimes see the Chiefs just actually running up the scoreboard, pound, padding the stats and all that. Won't be surprised maybe they start doing that this year. I, no respect. No respect is allowed, in, especially in the AFC North. Out of all divisions, you got to show no respect in those divisions, or else you just get your head cut off. It's it's a dicey division, and like I said, I I the, if you look at the AFC North, 
and who they're going to be playing within the division. I'm telling you, I think their key to success, this Bengals team, is actually to put the ball in Joe Burrow's hands. It's it's not to be kind of like cute and say, oh, we're gonna we're gonna mix in some mixing, pun intended, and and, and we're gonna we're gonna run the ball a decent amount. No, they're they have they're built so well at the wide receiver position. You'd be doing a disservice to not be throwing the ball a lot. They have something that if you're looking at the division. Their, their receiving core and, and quarterback is pretty much the best, and it's it's by a, a, a decent margin. So I, I hope they go, you know, more air raid and Jamar Chase looking tempt, tempting at 3,500, man. I'm just saying, I think that's pretty good value. But is there anything yeah. else you want to take away from the AFC conference as a whole? Who's your winner? <laughs> the winner? Yeah, I mean, that we're, I, I want to stay in the AFC North, and I just want to ride this narrative, and I want to see where it gets me. We'll, we'll reevaluate as the season goes on. I think the Baltimore Ravens are going to be sneaky. I love them. At, I love them at the value. I don't know what their value is right I'll now, actually. Yeah, I'll, I'll see. You can pull it up, but I'll, I'll play my case right here. I love. I love teams with with quarterbacks that are just they have something to prove this year. You just shipped off Hollywood Brown uh, for for Lamar Jackson, and <laughs> I mean, is he going to be angry? Absolutely. Does he have undeniable chemistry with Mark Andrews? Yes. And honestly, we, we want to talk about fantasy football. Uh, Mark Andrews, I I I draft him. I reach way way for him because I think he him and Kelsey best two tight ends, and it's not even close for for third. I, so I I'm real I'm really high on them. And like I mentioned, I want a team that's returning a bunch of key players from injury and just you know getting back together that chemistry. Because if you look at the Baltimore Ravens pre injury riddled year last year, they were right in the mix of it. They always will be in the mix of it. Like it or not, Jim Harbaugh. John John Harbaugh. Oh gosh, I, John, I mixed John. up the Har- Yeah, I mix up the Harbaugh's. Wow, oof. One, one, one's a Michigan khaki wearing guy, but uh, the, I, I, I really do do love the Ravens in this one. And yeah, I'm, I'm gonna ride them. What's the, what, what value am I getting? Can you tell me? Plus twelve hundred. That's wow, your that's amazing. That's amazing for for a, a former MVP as well. Like, come on, man. That the Ravens are gonna be so annoying in in, in the AFC. I promise you. They will. They will not only win the division, but they will be a top three seed. I'll. I'll, I'll put them at that. I. My team, and you know, I would go with the Bills. They're a plus three hundred. I think they're probably due to make the Super Bowl. I don't like that. I'm going. I'm going to ride with your Denver Broncos plus eight fifty. You gave me a great case. And look, when I think about this Broncos team, I think about Russell Wilson. When he gets to the playoffs, it's hard to really give him the boot. How does he normally get the boot? It's because his defense stinks and they give up a lot of points and he can't really keep up with them. I think this Broncos team, if they can. Somehow finesse and win the division, get a home playoff game in mile high January. It's going to be tough to play there. It's going to be snowing. It's going to be terrible weather there. And that team is built for the playoffs. This is a team, I don't necessarily know if they win the division, a team that's built for the playoffs. You send them into the hot weather or cold weather, Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon coming right at you. Their defense, dominant. You send them into the hot weather when they have to score points, Russell Wilson, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton. Those guys can put up points, I would imagine. So I think the Broncos plus 850, I honestly do think the Bills do win it, but I can't deny the Broncos plus 850. I think the value's there. Russell Wilson, I've never been one to bet against him. I think he gets it done, and I think it would be really cool. If you've seen, obviously, QBs, those big QB trades work out in the past. Matt, Matthew Stafford traded from the Lions. I just yeah. think the Broncos could get it done, and I'm going to be riding with them. I, I love both of our picks because nobody wants to hear us on here picking Bills or Chiefs. Like, nobody yeah. wants, nobody wants that. We have to think outside of the box. We have to think – 
the NFL rarely goes how you expect it, right? You know, that's just how it is. Who would have predicted who would have predicted a, a Bengals Rams Super Bowl, right? Does that did that go according to plan for anybody? Probably not. Um, so again, you, you're you're this early in the season. You have to say, as, if if I'm picking an AFC winner, I want a bet that's going to you know, the odds will get worse as the year goes on. And I agree with you. I love the Broncos one because I picked them to win the division for crying out loud. So I love that one. I think their their odds decrease on the year. And, and I, I think the Ravens, people are going to see them be annoying and they're going to be probably a top, like I said, three seed. I could see the, the Broncos up there, you know, making some noise as well. I think we gave out a lot of good advice over these last 44 minutes. So that's going to wrap it up for episode 38 of the Call on Our Shop podcast. We'll be back again next Wednesday. Our weekly live stream is tonight, Wednesday, May or June 1st, 6 p.m. Eastern time. We'll be recapping the uh, – we're looking forward to game one of the NBA Finals. We appreciate you guys. It's been Logan. This has been Austin. We will catch you guys again next week. Let's get after it. See you guys next week. Peace.